Hi, I'm Chris Frigodomsky. And I'm Bennett Bogus. And this is The Beat. Today we're going to be talking about The Clash and uh, punk rock in general today. And today, also, today, today, we have Wyatt Garland Griffith on. Oh, yeah, say my middle name. To talk about The Clash. Uh, thank you guys so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be talking about this stuff. This is, I love doing it, so thank you so much. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Uh, Wyatt actually knows a lot about The Clash, which is why we brought him on today. And he has a very unique perspective. Thank you so much, Chris. That means a lot to me. Um, so, I don't know, do you guys just want to start with, I guess, punk rock in general? That would probably yeah. be a good basis. Yeah, so I think, I think punk rock was really started by the Ramones, because they were the first real punk rock band, even before the Sex Pistols. Uh, I do, I do, yes, that that is, um, I agree with that. They they started as a band in 1974, the same year, actually, the, the Clash formed as a band, but uh, they released their first album in uh, 76, while the Clash was in 77. Um, but they both... Uh, just took different, you know, like twists on punk rock, and and of course they started from their own scratch, and it just kind of, mm-hmm. it kind of came together. It was, it was really nice. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's kind of that like that kind of, uh, mm-hmm. in a sense like early kind of grunge like but like fast paced uh, punk yeah. rock garage band kind of style stuff. It's really uh, cool to look into. Yeah, and uh, the Clash really with their uh, first album London London Calling was really kind of revolutionary towards. Yeah, that well, that album it was as it wasn't their first, but it was definitely the most um, influential. Uh, I guess that was that number that actually numbered uh, eighth best album of all time uh, by Rolling Stones, and you have the Ramones. Their uh, album, their self-titled album, was ranked thirty third. Mm-hmm. One thing that I find interesting is how a band in uh, in the seventies, founded in the seventies, has such a huge impact on pop and pop punk. Up until today, yeah, it's it's you can see it in so many bands today. Uh, one of which is actually U two, and you guys know this. A lot of people know this. Some people aren't happy about it, but they're one of the biggest rock bands, and they changed uh, the '80s, '90s, and even today. You know, 2010s to to now. I mean, it's crazy. Um, and I have a quote actually from uh, Bono himself, the frontman of U two. He says. Uh, the Clash is the greatest rock band uh, ever, and he he said that they wrote the rule book for U2, which is really just, mm-hmm. think about that, and how much they accomplished, it's pretty crazy to think that, because, I mean, they did so much different, so many different things, they had reggae rock, they they did, uh, like, progressive rock, they, a lot of punk, fast-paced stuff, um, like, hard rock, all this stuff, and it could be, uh, it could be of an influence to so many bands in so many ways, because of how different it was, and how much stuff they covered. Yeah. Uh, and like Bennett, um, I think you were talking about it, it's, they could also like punk rock, like pop stuff today. Uh, like you got Green Day and everyone, and like, I guess some other ones, what, what are some other ones? That, I mean, you've got uh, bands coming out with this stuff like Blink-182 right, and yeah. uh, Jimmy Eat Oiled. All those bands, all the three bands, Green Day, Blink-182 and uh, Jimmy Oiled and some 41. Yeah, Although there's more grunge, yeah. they're all coming out with albums. And okay. you can actually see, I've listened to all of the albums. They are more fast-paced, like, um, I believe it's California by uh, Blink-182, their new album. Most of their songs do have that extremely fast-paced vibe to it. Right, and you can get, you can uh, definitely hear that similarly in uh, Blitzkrieg uh, Bop by... By uh, the Ramones. The Ramones, yes. Um, that, that song is, I mean, it it's basically like... The like what like 
I don't know, it's just, you can relate it to so many songs, and you can see that same style of drumming, yeah. same style of, of like, rough guitar, uh, you can hear that sound in so many things, mm-hmm. uh, which is why a lot of people think, you know, the Ramones had the most influence, I mean, they obviously were the, the earliest, um... Yeah, they were the first, but I, I, you could definitely argue that the Sex Pistols were more yeah, Right, there's, and, and the Clash, I mean, they were, um... I don't know. They've, they've, and, they've and the Clash was definitely a much more popular band. Definitely, they they hit the charts a lot harder than yeah. the other bands. But and and London Calling is like just like a masterpiece. Yeah, that it the is. Never really every time I listen to it, critical acclaim right. for. Yeah, they receive so much of that. Um, yeah, like like I said, number eighth uh, best album of all time by Rolling Stones. Um, yeah, they they were introduced to Rock Hall of Fame in two thousand four after. Uh, yeah. What do you uh, think uh, makes the Clash such a great punk rock band? Well, see, this is what this is what I I feel, and I think that they got a lot of influence from other bands, but they weren't a band that took that and and said like, let's make this our own. They did much more than that. They they saw what other people were doing, and they tried to be different while still uh, making what people liked, and they knew what people liked at the time, and the. Uh, Especially, you can see that in their '82 album uh, "Combat Rock." That that had those big hits uh, that everybody knows: "Should I Stay or Should I Go?" All that stuff, mm-hmm. such great stuff. Uh, and you can you can hear it in that, and it's just it's just great. They they took all forms of music, almost all of them. Uh, a lot of a lot of which was reggae uh, influence, such as songs like uh, uh, you got. Um, let me see. You got like well, "London Calling" that has a little bit of reggae in it. You have. You also can see a hint of that, and I haven't listened to the song in a, in a while, but Rock the Casbah. Yeah, yeah, and that, that the sounds, nice. the symbols using that, everything, it's, it's really great. <clears throat> and one thing I did want to talk about was that it's really respectable how you were talking about they were so different. Not so different, but they kept to what the audience liked at the time, but yeah, they definitely. were definitely revolutionary. Right, right. And you can see that in other revolutionary bands like... Pink Floyd, while during the time of the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, or I guess yeah. more so the Rolling Stones, they were completely different. Led Zeppelin, completely different. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and that's why they're they're placed up there so high with these bands because what they did, while it's uh, a very different I guess genre of punk rock, it's not. I mean, it's mm-hmm. not like a lot of other ones that people uh, you know are more obsessed with. But it's still it's so different that you you know you gotta you gotta appreciate that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the, I mean, some examples, I guess, of how you can see the different, um, <laughs> the different forms, you guys are crazy over there, uh, the different forms of music that they were coming out with, you got, like, the harder rock stuff, like, uh, you know, London Calling, Should I Say or Should I Go was more of a pop hit, you know, they, mm-hmm. they played that really Definitely. well, though. Yeah. Um, you know, some soft songs, like Straight to Hell, all those ones, and then you got, uh, they're, like, influential in, uh, more, not, I... I mean, generic is belittling it, but but they're more uh, just like classic punk rock stuff, like White Riot. Uh, you got uh, Bank Robber, all that stuff. Yeah. So, but if, I think we were to compare the Clash to a punk rock band today. I think it might be Green Day. That's that's similar. Well, yes. With kind of changing the way things are. So, if I think we should just. Yeah, I, I can definitely talk about that. So, in um, the latest song, well, I'd say in albums by Green Day, such as uh, Dookie, like, I think their third album, besides, uh, I'm going to butcher this, but it's uh, 
1039 smoothed out and kaplunk. Their third album, Dookie, was definitely kind of their own thing with these really unique bass lines. Some of those songs like um, Burnout are definitely like fast-paced, and you can see um, how that relates to uh, The Clash. But in an interview with the frontman, Billy Joe Armstrong, he does talk about how the Sex Pistols and The Clash have, Clash have such a huge impact on them. Yeah. And it's really apparent in um, their latest album, yeah, that's what, you know, this is the big, yeah. the big uh, album right now. Uh, it's on the radio, you know, they got uh, Bang Bang on the radio a lot, you hear that. And yeah, you can, you hear it, and you can, if you think about it, you know, you can literally yeah. just hear the direct influence. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. and also, one of the kind of effects of punk rock is uh, alternative rock today. Because yes, without punk rock, like, that really wouldn't have been a thing. Yeah, and one thing I did, before you say that, one thing I did want to say about Green Day is if you listen to the single, or not the single, but the song on Revolution Radio titled uh, Forever Now, I think it's the last song uh, besides Ordinary World, so the second to last song on the on the album, it's, you listen to it, and besides the trademark voice of Billy Joel Armstrong, right. it sounds exactly like The Clash. I don't know if you guys have listened to Forever Now. I think I've heard it uh, maybe once or twice, but I can't... Uh you know, get exact like you have it. Yeah, it's it's very fast. You know, the Clash are known for um, and all punk rock yeah. bands are known high for tempo. that really fast high, high tempo. tempo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, those like kind of shriek uh, guitar sounds. It's, it's yes. Yeah, it's nice and yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. It's just you can see in a lot of albums that are today, like you like Christopher mm-hmm. said, genres. You know, alternative rock. Yeah, and um, like. Really, kind of REM is yeah. definitely affected by the Clash's yeah. work. Yeah, I mean, there's you can hear it in 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 different in so many different things because there's so many aspects of their music: the drums, the vocals, the guitar, like the bass. You can hear it in so many different ways, and like bands can help with you know admit that they 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 definitely took influence to uh, these early punk rock bands. Yeah, and in REM song is the end of the world. You really can kind of see the. Um, punk rock aspects. Yeah, I think definitely in the vocals too there. Um, took a very uh, similar kind of vocal, um, like a vocal uh, usage mm-hmm. as uh, Joe Strummer would use for The Clash. Yeah, definitely. And when yeah. we talk about these um, <clears throat> these genres, like um, punk pop, I believe, mm-hmm. and there's also this genre called post-punk, and I'd say um, R.E.M., they've definitely got that post-punk vibe. Yeah. Because they definitely keep up the that fast kind of like UK trademark clash remote yeah. sort of really high tempo, and then after moving to the United States, they've kind of mellowed out, and like in uh, the eighties, late eighties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing to be said about the uh, if we're gonna focus on the clash here for a second, um, for their history. Um, I think another point that, that kind of backs up the fact that they, they got influenced but they did their own thing with it was, you know, they, they their origins were started in 74 and then they got early gigs, um, just like the growing scene, you know, of punk rock. They, they got gigs with, with the Sex Pistols and with, like, all these other bands that were doing punk at the time, like the Ramones, all of them. They got, they, like, opened for them in concert. Mm-hmm. Then people started to see how they were differentiating from... The music that they were so influenced by because they were touring with them and they took their their yeah. that and they made it their own and i don't know that that just puts them apart from from punk rock like uh as it was like really early on because it just opened up a whole new area that punk rock could spread to 
Yeah, and it's it's so interesting that you say the origins are, what, 1974 to 75, mm. and that is in a time where Led Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones and yeah. even a little bit of the the aftershock of the Beatles. So yeah. It's always so yeah, but the, big, the Beatles were really revolutionary for, for the si- 60s, and what the Beatles were for the 60s, Led Zeppelin was for the 70s. But then you have this subset of, like, what The Clash did, and The Clash's impact kind of, like, affects us at a much kind of closer level because mm-hmm. that affected like punk as a whole where Led Zeppelin kind of just affected um, yeah I mean, they, they came out with with music that that like yeah that changed rock forever and 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 you know the clash came out with music that changed punk rock forever and it kind of it they yeah, take different uh, stances on that kind of idea of changing everything mm-hmm. and punk uh, punk in general, the genre, it's always had kind of that, uh, like the underdog vibe to it. Definitely. Kind of like we're the forgotten. And that's where the garage band thing comes from. You know, you got these bands practicing in garages, not mm-hmm. known by anyone, and then all of a sudden their stuff gets heard, and then it's this whole new thing. Exactly. So giving it that kind of um, underground vibe to it, like at the time that they did come out and I'm talking about more late 70s how like the early gigs and kind of the outbreak in the UK how the people who listen to these they would almost exclusively listen to these sorts of bands Mm -hmm. because there's kind of the classic rock group almost seen as the the majority listening to at the time I'd say Led Zeppelin exclusively I mean and and there was yeah and there was still influence from the Beatles more like uh, just kind of like psychedelic in some way like their later stuff was more psychedelic they're mm-hmm. kind of like soft rock uh, kind of slow rock like a little jazz and stuff all that was kind of like fading off new stuff was coming in and punk rock just took people's hearts away with how different it was from the earlier stuff and yeah, yeah I just think it's it's great but uh, thank you guys so much for having me on this is yeah, we're, really fun it was kind of a shorter episode but it's it's great to have you on and talk about the Clash and punk rock, yeah. especially with um, Green Day's new album coming out, kind of just yeah. We yeah. thought it was, it was and I would heavily direct anybody to go listen to uh, Revolution Radio and their tracks like Ordinary World and Somewhere Now. Don't get that mixed mixed up with Forever mm-hmm. Now because very different songs, mm-hmm. but there are those couple of acoustic songs and mm-hmm. slower songs, but like. In general, there's bouncing off the walls, and that is bouncing off the wall, and that's it's so similar to now, these these punk. Would bands. you say that how does like Revolution Radio compare to uh, American Idiot? Well, <laughs> this is I could go on for hours about this, but American <laughs> really Idiot, <laughs> he there's these, it's a political sense to it because this is George Bush getting back in office, running for re-election. And there's definitely this this built up anger. Would in you say that uh, Revolution Radio is politically aimed towards Trump or Hillary? Definitely, Clinton? it's it's definitely it has its sights on Donald Trump because I mean, if anyone even knows Billy Joe Armstrong or Green Day and their uh, their views, they're extremely progressive. So mm-hmm. I'd say an American Idiot, uh, an album that <laughs> they made a Broadway show about it because it was so successful. In that out al- in that album, it was definitely more politically themed. But with Revolution Radio, it's just, I wouldn't say the tracks are as good, because that was definitely a revolutionary album, uh, American Idiot, but they're solid tracks, and you can definitely see yeah. the influence. They're bringing the fans back together as well. Yeah. Yes. And um, 
along with that, like you were saying earlier, uh, this just a really quick point is is when you were talking about how the Clash like and punk rock was kind of a way to uh, kind of like let out anger, like you were saying, and kind of talk about like what's happening now and everything. Uh, that's kind of you could see that that kind of started as well uh, with their like the uh, mid seventies and everything with yeah. other bands like uh, Sex Pistols, Anarchy in the UK. You can definitely hear that in the lyrics. Yeah. And yeah. Well, thank you, thank you for coming on. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been really fun. Yeah. So this has been the beat. The beat is produced by Bennett Bogus and Christopher Godomsky. With special thanks to Joe Conway and James Jackson. Also, White Griffith for coming on. And once again, our email is podcastthebeat is. at gmail.com. Podcast and H E beat at gmail.com. Oh, is it? Podcast the Beat is our Twitter handle. That is Twitter our Twitter. Handle. We have a Twitter. So follow our Twitter. <laughs> And uh, tweet us suggestions for future episodes. And check out the uh, other podcasts. I've listened and they're really nice. So like and uh, follow, and we'll see you next week. We'll see you later.